This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to this special bonus episode from Olive Magazine's Vegan Series. To listen to the full episode, go to olivemagazine.com, Acast, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Vegan Baking bonus episode, and I'm here with Tom Adams, also known as Project Vegan Bacon on Instagram, and we are talking about his vegan lemon meringue pie, and he's going to talk us through it with lots of tips and tricks to get in it just right. Hi, Tom. Hello. I'm back again. Back again. Um, so the vegan lemon meringue pie, you said, is one of the most popular recipes on your website, on your, on your Instagram. So let's start at the beginning. What do we What do we do first? Yeah, um, so... There's three elements to a lemon meringue pie. First is the pie crust, um, which is seems like the sort of simple element, but the pastry work is actually one of the more challenging elements of of baking, um, just because it's quite sciencey and there's a few sort of uh, tricks and rules you have to follow. Um, so you're in the kitchen, you've got your bowls, you've got your ingredients measured out. Um, m- try and make sure. Usually, you want all your ingredients the same temperature, but for pastry. You want um, the the butter to be ice cold because um, when butter warms up, it releases moisture. And when when pastry bakes, you you don't want the moisture being absorbed by the flour because it means the crust will shrink and it will crack. So you and to get that really beautiful lamination in pastry, it's best to if you keep the butter as ice cold as possible, which is why. In the recipe, there is uh, cold water added to the pastry rather than room temperature. Keeps the butter firm. And it means as we roll it out, as we make layers, the pastry will be really delicate, really flaky and, um, you know, buttery as well. Um, so that's the first element. And um, I suppose it's hard to to talk through it. Essentially, it's you um, you cut, it, cut up the butter, mash it in. You can use your fingers, although your fingers will slightly warm it, but... 
um, and then clump it together and then chill it because you want the dough to relax slightly. Um, because um, as you work the flour, as you work the dough, gluten will develop and you sort of want to relax the gluten because gluten will tighten the crust and it, you, ideally you don't really want it to shrink or it to dry out. Um, so yeah, chill, chill the dough and then afterwards you roll it out, roll it into a big disc, try and get it as thin as possible. And I always find that I've rolled it thin enough and it's not quite thin enough. So I always think push it further than you think. If you reach a point where you've rolled it so thin that there are holes, then yeah, you have gone too far. But you can always just sort of fold it back up and do it again. And you've got even more layers than you started with. So it's always try and push it as far as you can and get it to sort of two or three millimeters in thickness. And then, yeah, and then um, and then drape it over your tart case. Um, use baking beads to hold down the baking pa- paper on top. This sort of prevents the shape from morphing too much in the oven. And yeah, and then so once once the um, the pie crust is done, you can set it aside and then you can sort of move on to the other elements separately. And we can't have lemon meringue pie without the lemon bit. Traditionally, this would be egg-based. How do you get over that hurdle? Yeah, so it's essentially um, a, just a sort of set lemon curd. And then often, not always, but often you find egg yolks being used as sort of uh, for colour and um to set the curd as well because obviously when you cook uh, yolks they firm um and so what i've done here is i've just used cornstarch to set the the curd starches when you heat them up they firm up and so um that's essentially what's being done here i also used agar agar powder which is sort of a vegan gelatin and you can get away with um, skipping it, you would just up the amount of cornstarch because I know it, it is a specialty ingredient. Um, I have managed to find it in supermarkets, but it's sort of not every supermarket. And um, it sort of needs to be the bigger ones that have sort of the specialty sections. Um, and yeah, and so it all all the, the flavor comes from the lemon and the lemon zest. And I suggest using a soy cream, but you can also use coconut cream. I found that... Um, people worry about the flavor of coconut coming through too much but i feel feel that lemon is such a strong strong flavor that um you you very rarely do taste the coconut and if you do i i sort of think it's a it's a nice flavor to have Um, i recently made a um a pineapple meringue pie and i used coconut there and i thought it was a really nice complimentary note um and yeah and so it's all done in the pot and you put it into the tart case and then you leave it um set it aside and it will set at room temperature or you can put it in the fridge for a few hours so is it literally just um you just put in the liquid ingredients in and then thickening it with cornstarch over the heat yep exactly yeah um a, a, a baking uh, tip and trick that i use for everything is that people always get they do everything right but then they run into clumping which is when you you sort of mix a powder into a hot liquid and even though you have the whisk and even though you have the sieve you just keep getting clumps and then the 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 recipe is kind of ruined because if the clumps don't absorb into the liquid then you you kind of are stuck so what i always suggest and i do this for many many elements in baking is that if you have to mix a powder into a liquid 
um, take a few spoonfuls of the liquid in a smaller bowl and then add the powder separately with a small whisk or a small spoon, mix it until it's a paste or a, or a thick liquid. Because when there's much less liquid, it's so much easier to force the powder into it rather than if you have a big bowl, a big pot, because then, you know, the clumps happen and they just scatter all over the pot and it's very, very hard to get it to absorb. And then once you have that paste, you can add it to the larger pot with the larger liquid and liquids naturally just mixed together anyway. And so it it's the trick to always get everything mixed evenly. Let's talk about the meringue because that is the the most dramatic bit. And and I I mean I can't believe how how high it is in the picture. And we are going to um get this recipe from Tom and put it online so everyone can read through it in detail and follow it as well. Um but yeah how do, so so tell us all about your meringue. Tell us about your aquafaba, all your little tricks that you do to um to make it super stable. Absolutely. So tip number one is that I suggest, as we mentioned in the earlier episode, to reduce the aquafaba. This is to try and get rid of some of that excess liquid and to make the aquafaba really whippable, really potent. And so um, it can resemble as close as possible what egg whites do, because sometimes when the aquafaba is too watery, you really struggle to get firm peaks and um, which is fine. You can you can end up with a sort of semi-stable aquafaba, but you'll see it's more foamy than it is crisp, uh, which makes it harder to torch and it's less interesting to eat. Um, so definitely reduce your aquafaba. I recommend that all the time. Um, and yeah, and then once that's reduced, you can sort of um, treat it as if it's egg whites. So it whips well, and then you 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 um, you whip it in the bowl first. So. If you don't have a stand mixer, just use an electric whisk. And I suggest adding a pinch of cream of tartar. Um, if, and if you don't have that, you can use a small amount of lemon juice, which is also an acid. But the problem with lemon juice is that it's a liquid. And we've, we did all that effort to take some of the liquid away by reducing the aquafaba that you don't really want to add it back in. It's nicer to use powders to keep the mixture as dry as possible so that it's as potent as possible. And yeah, and then so you just whip away. Um, this is an Italian meringue, which is um, the trickiest of the three meringue methods because you have to heat up a sugar syrup and pour it in. Um, so you, you definitely need a, uh, a candy thermometer to measure the, the temperature of the sugar liquid because you really need to heat that, um, raise the temperature to the point where the sugar, I believe they call it, um, is a firm bore stage, which is which means that once it gets poured in, it will set, but it won't set with a hard crack it won't be like those candy sweets that you buy on the seaside uh or you know or allow the meringue to be very firm but um pliable and just when you scoop through it it would just be delicious and bouncy and soft and light and you can torch it and it'll be crisp in the recipe i also recommend adding agar powder which is basically what um some Italian meringue recipes include gelatin, um, especially if you're creating a pie that needs to sit in a um, a bakery all day. You want the meringue to be as firm as possible, temperature resistant, time resistant. And then adding agar there basically means that the meringue will be very, very firm and will not wilt, will not droop. Liquid won't leak from it, which I think is you know the best kind of meringue. Um, but again, if you don't have access to agar powder, you can skip the agar here and it will still be a very successful meringue because it's the Italian meringue method is the most sophisticated and advanced and the hot sugar will still cool down and crystallize, not crystallize is a bad word, but firm up in the meringue. So it will still be delicious. It's more just that that extra step to take it to like a really sophisticated recipe. 
and you won't you like you can't imagine how surprised people are when you present them a vegan lemon meringue pie because they start thinking hang on wasn't there eggs there isn't that egg whites there's pastry isn't that butter and you know it blows people's minds which is fun and how do we get that gorgeous finish i mean can you would you do that under a grill or would you use a blowtorch for that I recommend using a blowtorch. You can broil it. Um, I just struggle to get that really nice shading. And obviously, if you have a handheld torch, you can you can burn it and scorch it as you please. Fun story. Um, my sister bought me a handheld torch a couple of years ago for Christmas. And she bought me, she was like, well, you need the, the butane gas to come with it so you can use it. I'll just buy you a small pack of eight cans. Those cans last a lifetime. It's three years later and I make lemon meringue pies every single month i'm still not through the first can i've got and this is 2021 she gifted me this christmas 2019 or maybe even 2018 so i've got uh, eight cans of butane gas under my kitchen sink if anybody wants one feel free to come over and get one i think there's a lemon meringue pie factory waiting to happen there isn't there (laughs) oh yeah it could be a disaster so um (laughs) please do save me that was um that's brilliant thank you loads of um tips and tricks from tom there and um as i said we'll be putting the recipe up on olivemagazine.com with the beautiful pic and all of the steps so you can get it just right but um if you want to follow tom on instagram it's at project vegan baking and your website is projectveganbaking.com but thanks again for coming to chat to us tom that was a special bonus episode for the olive magazine podcast find the recipe we talked about in this episode and to check out our back catalogue of over 200 episodes head to olivemagazine.com <laughs>